0: Welcome to Is It Worth It?, the self-worth podcast where we explore how different areas of our life affect our self-worth and how to build and maintain our sense of self-worth. My name is Roshni, and I am a self-worth life coach. I help my clients discover their worth so they can stop holding back and start taking control of their lives full force. You can find my other free content under the name Beti Grew Up, that's B-E-T-I Grew Up, on Instagram and YouTube, and you can sign up for my free newsletter at betigrewup.com. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. I'm not trying to make this episode to bring anyone down or to make anyone feel worse. Ultimately, my goal is to bring you some hope and to help you remember that there is a future and that there is a life for you after this. Unfortunately, this is a more serious episode. It is kind of just a reality of the times that are going on right now. There is a lot of grief in the world and... I mean, it's awful, and there's just no other way to say that. You know, recently, my dog actually passed away, and it was unique in the situation because she was completely healthy, and as far as we knew, she was totally fine. One day, she started breathing heavily. That was on, like, a Sunday night. That Monday, we took her to the vet. They told us that if she was going to make it, she was going to have a maximum of six months, and even if she was at her best, she wouldn't be able to exercise or play or really do anything active. And... She was given 24 hours to respond to a medication. She didn't respond well within that time. And the next day we had to put her down that Tuesday morning. So from just Sunday night to Tuesday, like my whole world and kind of my whole life changed. And, you know, that's obviously not related to the virus or the pandemic that's currently going around. Thankfully, everyone in my life um, is, is safe from that right now. Um... But, you know, it's still grief and it's still hard. And she was my first pet. And so I'm kind of going through this right now as well. I mean, this is really just a unique time in history, right? Like humans heal by bonding, even if it is over someone that is, you know, no longer here, or if it's through that experience that is an awful experience, you know, being able to talk to someone about it and share those feelings and understand that someone else feels the same way you do and have someone else validate you that all really helps in a situation like this. So it's a unique time in that we are all kind of paused and we're all in isolation and we're all physically separated and that makes it so much harder to experience that bonding and that healing. And I was actually reading this article in the New York Times about someone whose grandmother had unfortunately passed away due to the virus and the family that was in town, everyone that was able to be there, you know, had to sit six feet away from one another or stand that far away at her memorial and at her, um, at her funeral. And, you know, she was just talking about like the aching of wanting to reach out and hug family members, but not being able to do that and not wanting to spread the virus after something so awful had happened. But again, I don't want this podcast to be about getting stuck and complaining and talking about how unfair it is, but I want to instead focus on what can be done. Um, So, you know, I want to offer the advice that I can and talk through some of the emotions that, We can feel in grief and, you know, hopefully that will give you some support. There is hope and there is happiness after this. There is a life for you that you are going to continue to lead. And I want you to remember that and keep that hope at the center of everything that you do. So one thing that I noticed um, when my dog passed away, which was just a few weeks ago, um, was that my body and my heart physically hurt it just it felt like a rock in my chest kind of and i knew it wasn't like truly physical pain it was just like this sensation of discomfort in those moments i would just become overcome with emotion and i would just start sobbing and i would feel so sad and just feel like i just was overwhelmed with missing her and at the same time being happy that she wasn't you know suffering and still just feeling like it wasn't fair and feeling like, you know, it, I was still just so shocked. Um, she was also only seven, so that made this so much harder because we never saw this coming. It was it was extremely difficult, um, but when I was able to just cry and feel all those feelings and just let it out in, like, sobbing, pretty much, I felt that pain in my chest kind of go down and it would come back and then go away and come back and go away. And it always went away after, you know, I cried or I I let the emotions out. Grief is such a physical process. And when you are, you know, feeling upset, I want you to write down all of the physical symptoms that you feel, whether it is tightness in the chest, whether it's back pain, whether it's neck pain, whether it's a headache, um, whether it's a clenched jaw, your body will tell you so much about how you're feeling. Also, when you are grieving, you know, time does go by, you know, sometimes you can go a couple of days without thinking about that person, but then it can hit you out of nowhere. Or sometimes, you know, at the kind of underlying layer of everything that you're doing, you just feel different. You feel off. And this happened to me when my grandmother passed away. I was 16 when it happened and we were fairly close. um, But, you know, she lived right by me. I saw her all the time and I just, I absolutely loved her. And, you know, it was kind of similar when she passed away as well. She was healthy. And then within six weeks she was gone and it was so hard. And for the next, you know, year of my life, I was just completely depressed. Like I was getting good grades. I was going through the motions. I talked to, you know, my friends at school and, you know, hung out with, people but I wasn't all there and if you are at work or you are at school or you're going about your daily life later on when everything is you know more back to normal sometimes you might notice that you have you know a clenched jaw or that your shoulders are tight again or you know that some of those physical symptoms that you felt during this period of grief are coming back and so you might not even consciously be thinking about the loss that was there or um, you know certain feelings up towards that person or anything like that, but those physical symptoms will tell you that something is off or that there is still, you know, parts of you that are processing this and that are trying to heal from it. And so it's really important to stay as connected as you can to your body right now. There's actually a photographer named Rosalind Fisher. She ended up using microscopes in her photography. And what she actually did was that she looked at these teardrops under a microscope and there were tears produced in different situations so she actually found out that microscopically some tears can look different and there are three different kinds of tears there's the tears that you cry from You know, cutting an onion. There's also small tears that just kind of keep your um, eye lubricated, and then there are tears of grief and joy. And these emotional tears are actually completely different on a microscopic level. So when you are crying, you know, it actually crying is an overflow and a release of emotions in your body do not deny yourself this experience or this process because the change that's happening to you is so tactile and it's so real and so you know don't feel like you have to hold back but again take care of your body because this isn't just you know a sad thing or an emotional thing or something that you have to think about and a mental thing this is truly a physical process and a major change that your body is going through it's really important to take care of yourself during this time especially in terms of your basic physical needs and a lot a lot of times especially when you're depressed that is the last possible thing that you want to think of and when you feel you know even a sense of guilt about someone's passing like it should have been me or you know so- something to that extent of thought um Even if it can be kind of a dark and ugly thought, that's a reality, that happens. And when you're feeling that way, the last thing you want to do is take care of yourself and make yourself feel good because you feel like you're the lucky one anyway. I urge you to just decide what the bare minimum is for you. So if you're in this process, just Try to figure out, okay, in terms of showering, in terms of food, sleep, going outside, getting any bit of exercise, what is the bare minimum, right? So maybe you eat three small meals a day. Maybe you eat two bigger meals during a day. Maybe you shower once a day or maybe you're going to shower once every other day since we're mostly at home right now anyway. Like I said, our bodies are going through just as much as we are emotionally and mentally. So treat that with respect and give your body the fuel and the tools that it needs. And then, you know, after three weeks goes by, after a month goes by, revisit that and make sure that, you know, you could... If you were only eating two big meals a day, see how you can make that three. If you were only showering once every other day, try and shower every day and, you know, kind of work your way back up to a more normal routine. But having a couple of baseline things also that you have to get done can be a good distraction. Even if you're making ramen, you are doing something for that five minutes that will kind of distract you from everything that's going on. And like I was saying before, you know, this really is a physical process. So make sure that you let all of your emotions out, your behavior don't have to make sense so when I was in a psychoanalysis course we actually learned about how your psyche and your mind really deals with grief in interesting ways and one of the examples that my professor used was that you know after someone's parent died you might go to their closet and put on their clothes and kind of lay on their side of the bed or you know, use their favorite mug or something like that. And in a way to our subconscious, to our psyche, to the deep kind of inner child in all of us, that is almost telling you someone's still using this, right? Someone's still wearing their clothes. Someone's still sleeping on their side of the bed. Someone is still using their favorite mug. So on some level, that person isn't gone. Like it's almost like a denial a refusal to accept that they're gone because someone is using their things someone is occupying the space that they occupied so it's not empty it's not like no one's there right and so we really work through a lot of these things in really different interesting subconscious ways and so I want you to accept the things that come out of you I want you to accept the weird behaviors that you want to do I want you to just embrace that and not judge it and you don't even have to keep thinking about it if you don't want to just let these things come out of you and let them express themselves in the way that they express themselves because it's all part of this crazy up and down process that is you know not easy for anyone to navigate and that there's definitely no, you know, formula for either. Grief kind of brings out that side of you that is like a child. It brings out like this kind of primal, subconscious, like weird part of you. Everything about life just kind of becomes simple. It's okay to live in that space and to let yourself and your life reflect that for a little while. Also, along with this, try to understand and especially forgive your triggers. Um, so, for me, the other day, someone opened the. Front door downstairs, that was the sound that I heard every time I took her to the bathroom or every time I took her on a walk, or even the sound that I heard when my boyfriend took her down there, or whatever. So it's like that sound to me was so associated with her as well. And just hearing that in a split second yesterday made me so sad because it's these weird little things that will just kind of affect you. And so understand what your triggers are. And if you need to, readjust your boundaries. It could be, you know, really difficult to. Um, talk to someone about the subject. Maybe you need to not talk to anyone for about it for a day or for a couple of days. Or, you know, maybe you need to pause some of your catch-up sessions with friends. So I'm not trying to get you to isolate yourself even further, especially in this time. But if you do need to, you know, take a day off your daily FaceTime call or something like that, it's completely fine to just give yourself that time and space. And I just wanted to add in that stress is also just a huge trigger in general, and this really affected me. Yesterday, I started to get really stressed out, and the first thing that happened was that, you know, I just got so sad and I really missed her, and for me, you know, she was a huge part of kind of like my therapy and my stress release, and any time I got, you know, upset, I would spend a little time with her and just take my mind off of things, and so not having her presence there in that moment kind of doubled on to the sadness that I felt. So your trigger could be something as general as just feeling stressed or feeling a certain type of way, maybe overextended. So watch out for things like that and just make sure that you are honoring that and trying to put up some boundaries so that you don't allow yourself to get too stressed or overly exhausted as much as possible just so that you don't add on to the grief and the pressure. This is one of those times where it is really hard to care about yourself, especially if you have a streak of self-sabotage. It is really hard to say, no, I'm going to put myself first and I'm going to do everything that's good for myself because someone that you know and love is not able to say those things and not able to do those things anymore. So there is so much guilt and kind of resentment and frustration in this moment so it can be really hard to remember how important it is to take care of yourself and again this is what happened with my grandma when she passed away like I didn't put on makeup for a whole year I didn't anything to my hair for a whole year I wore like the same two pairs of jeans and the same basic like v-neck shirts and that was literally it like I didn't care about all these things that I used to care about speaking on this it can also be really difficult if the relationship was strained so you know it can be harder to grieve you might be feeling a lot of guilt Um, you might even be feeling some relief or things like that that feel awful to say but if you had a difficult relationship or if someone wasn't always good to you and now you've lost them there is still that bit of grief and that sadness but there's also you know some anger or some resentment that might come up and some issues that you feel like you wish you know hadn't happened or things that you wish you know weren't said and when that person is gone you can't fix those things so it becomes you know really kind of a bitter situation where You might feel like, you know, now they can't hurt me anymore, but at the same time, it's still a sad, awful thing that happens. And it's not acceptable to say that you're relieved if that happens to someone, even if that person was horrible and really hurt you or was even abusive towards you. It's not, you know, you can't say, oh, I actually feel good. And so that can cause, you know, a lot of frustration within someone and a lot of cognitive dissonance as well. And counseling might be a great uh, way to kind of help and work through a lot of these deeper emotions. This is going to be way more than what I could even talk about in a podcast. This is a lot of deep work and a lot of deep things to heal from when it comes to a situation like this. But I do think it's extremely important that no matter what you're feeling and no matter how mixed you feel, that you just forgive yourself for having these emotions. And I know I say the words forgive yourself a lot, but it really is important and I know how hard we can be on ourselves and how hard i've been on myself and how that leads to me self-sabotaging and doing things that aren't good for me and it leads to me harming myself and those things whether it's through you know drugs and alcohol or overeating or overspending or you know any of those things are truly forms of self-sabotage so make sure that you're not letting yourself get lost in that because you feel that kind of sense of dissonance um it's okay just forgive yourself because The best thing that you can do is be another shining light in this world. The last thing you need is to, you know, build up that anger and resentment and hold it all within yourself and then just, you know, act out towards everyone else that's in your life. That's really not going to help and that's not what the world, you know, needs for you to be either. And, you know, I did feel some of this as well, you know, with my dog that recently passed away, Daisy, it was a little bit easier because I felt like we'd done everything that we could for her, that she had the happiest life with us, that she you know, could have had. And that's kind of it. And now I just don't have her here anymore. And it's heartbreaking. But I just knew that I had to accept that eventually. And even though I'll always miss her, I can deal with that. But with my grandmother, there was just so much there. And we had a great relationship, but there was just such a language barrier that after a while, I lost the languages that I used to be able to speak, and I couldn't really talk to her anymore. So, you know, she understood some basic English, and I I understood Gujarati, but I couldn't speak in it that well. So she, you know, we kind of spoke back and forth, and it was kind of broken, and, you know, it it wasn't that great. And I wish I could have gotten more stories. I wish I could have learned more from her and you know there was so much that i felt that i could have done more and could have you know used our time better and i should have not been selfish as a kid and you know all these things that i just felt like i have truly truly regretted and that was so much harder to deal with and get over because you know that you're not going to have that time back you know that you know there's nothing else that you can do and you just wish that you could have you know done better and that's hard and that's what makes you end up being so hard on yourself is that you know feeling of like even if it's something like survivor's guilt something like it should have been me or just feeling like your relationship wasn't perfect and had a lot of flaws that can be hard to deal with because it's like this thing that didn't work out And now it's not going to have that chance. And so it's not just grieving a person, but it's grieving a dynamic, a relationship. You know, it's grieving like the future and the hopes that you had for what it could be. And so, you know, there's a lot of layers there. So if you are in this type of situation, something that can be really good is, you know, writing a letter to them as if they were still here, saying things that you want to say, That you were never able to say Um, and you know writing has been such a huge help for me in terms of my healing in general and something else that you can do if you want to go a little bit further is you could maybe especially if your relationship is strained write a letter from them to you you know so what would they say to you what would It be, what would you want to hear from them? You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can do exercises like this, depending on, you know, your specific situation and your relationship with that person. Um, But you can also write something like a, something that happened between the two of you from a third person perspective. So there's a lot of different exercises that you can do and things that you can try that Will help you heal and will help you work through these emotions. And again, I highly recommend counseling or therapy if you are really, really struggling, even support groups as well, and meeting other people that are going through similar things. That's all extremely crucial right now. During this time, you know, it is a unique time. We are in isolation, but I actually want to challenge you to think about this as a time that can actually help you socialize. And I know that might sound crazy, but honestly, we have the time, right? Like we're saving time on commuting places, we're not able to do all the normal things that we would do that take up all of our time in terms of going out and all these things. So it can actually be a great time to catch up with, you know, your old friends or have a conversation with someone that you haven't talked to in a while. And if you do like writing, you could even write letters to your friends and family that are here now and you can mail those out. That would be a great thing to receive in the mail right now is just, you know, a a lovely letter from a friend that loves you and wants to know what's going on with you and that wants to talk to you and share feelings with you. Um, You can also FaceTime or get in a group chat with a bunch of people over video. I mean, this is a perfect time truly to catch up with all the people that you want to see and say that you're going to see, but you never end up seeing and celebrate. Who's in your life right now is such a wonderful way to help you feel like you are, you know, important and still valued in this world and that, you know, there are people that still deserve your love and that there are still good things and good relationships in this world and connecting with people who know and love you and being able to talk to them. Through this situation, or even have them distract you and talk to you about other things, is a great way to kind of reintegrate that bond with humans and use that to help you heal. And if you aren't living alone and you are living with people, you can also, you know, bake with the people that you love, make like a nice dinner, have an indoor picnic, you can do a craft together or an activity together. You can do a DIY exercise that you saw on Pinterest. Find any sort of activity to really get connected with the people that you are currently living with and celebrate them and remember how great life can be. So that's something else that you can do. And if you are craving that self-love, I actually um, recently made a whole YouTube video about a uh, doing projects like this and you can find my youtube channel through my link tree that's linked in the show description I actually did this for my boyfriend before and I would write things that I love about him or memories that we have and and I wrote them out on the on these little tiny pieces of notebook paper and I rolled them up and I put it inside like a little glass jar with um, different candy and so I decided to kind of flip that idea around and make one for myself and so I wrote down things that I loved about myself I had people message me things that they liked about me or things that they thought were good about me. And I included those as well. And, you know, it was really a great time for me to feel like I was able to love myself and reconnect with that idea of self-love. And so now anytime that I'm upset or even if I'm like trying to get motivated or I want to get encouraged, I'll open that up and pull out a little note and it'll kind of get me right back on track. And I made sure that when I did this, I was being really intentional and I really meant everything that I said. And so I think about those exact things that I was thinking of when I was writing this when I'm reading it later. What I love about this exercise so much as well is that it is, you know, an activity for you to do that'll take up some time and some concentration and some creativity, but it's also a way to feel connected with yourself later on. And something else that you can do is you can actually spend some of your time honoring the person that has passed away honoring who it was that you lost and so you can do that by creating you know a scrapbook whether it's in person or online about all these memories that you have with them and just kind of honoring who they were as a person you can create a video for them compiling pictures and stories and things that you want to say or even having people that knew and loved them you know talk about their greatest qualities and putting that together in a video you can write about their life or write almost an autobiography or have people you know write different pages or write out different stories. You can even get together with some people or that you live with, or you know, get together um, through FaceTime or social media and share stories about the person. You can also celebrate the music or the food or the activities that this person loved to do. Um, and so, there's a lot that you can really do to celebrate that person and to connect with the people that you love. So, even though we are going through really tough and trying times, and Adding grief on top of that is not going to be any easier. Um, There is always hope. There is always opportunity. There is always a way to move forward and that's what I want you to remember and that's what I want you to take away from this. It's okay to allow this situation to change you. Going through grief, like I said, it's a mental process, it's an emotional process, it's a physical process and not only that but it's something that literally does change your life. Like there is someone that you can't connect with in the way that you Saw them before and hung out with them before, and that's super, super hard. It is not easy, and it's not a, a thing to take lightly either. It's okay to allow that situation to change you. It's okay to be a different person after, and you don't have to sit around and wait for life to go back to how it used to be. And you don't have to be angry that life is going to go back to how it used to be because it is always going to be different for you. There are things that are going to change for you, and it's fine to acknowledge that and sometimes that can almost be a relief because it's like you don't want that person's memory to just fade away and you don't want it to be a a world and a life without that person and you know it's It's hard, but at the same time there is something comforting in knowing that your life won't be the same. Like that they that they were such a big part of your life that having them not be there isn't gonna be the same, but that doesn't mean that you can't still be happy and that that you don't have other wonderful blessings in your life right now. So allow them to change you, allow them to leave a lasting effect on you. And, you know, even with my dog i love thinking about all the lessons that she taught me she taught me how important it was to let someone in by letting us take care of her after she was abandoned and she showed me how she could forgive people by being so nice and so open to every other animal and person in her life no matter what species the animal was or how big they were you know she was just able to let people in despite what she had been able to go through and that's something that I take with me for the rest of my life and with my grandmother you know she really has inspired that part of me that always wants to fight for more and kind of that part of me that has a fire in my belly to do better commit to what the person has taught you and Allow them to make that mark on your life and say, no, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to push on for you. And you have taught me this and I'm not going to take it for granted. This is a part of me now. And they're... Gifts and their energy and their memories are never going to go anywhere. And the last thing that I wanted to say is that it is okay to be happy. It's okay to find joy, especially when you're grieving. You know, there might be moments that you laugh or that you remember a story about that person and you crack up, or maybe it's something that has nothing to do about the person, but you just, something funny happens or something good happens. And it's okay to feel happy. Being happy isn't going to take away any of the importance of this situation it's okay to be happy and to find joy during grief and after grief it's a part of life it's a human emotion and again you can't turn one emotion off without turning them all off so if you want to express the anger and the sadness and the frustration that's good but you're also going to experience some joy and it's okay to express that too don't numb yourself just allow yourself to let out every crazy thing it's okay if it doesn't make sense you're going to get through this, and there's an amazing future in store for you. If you wanted any other content on grief specifically, I am actually creating a couple of videos related to um, my dog passing away and about how I'm processing that grief, and they're going to be in the form of vlogs so that you can kind of watch me go through the process. So they're not up yet, but if you are interested, I will leave my YouTube channel and my email newsletter linked below. If you sign up to my newsletter, you will know exactly when the content is going to be up. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you stay safe and peaceful. Happy healing.